Mabuff Hello and welcome to Movie Autopsy. I'm Paul Culliver. And I'm Anthony McCormack. You know, Paul, Ted 1 was a sleeper hit. No one saw coming. Is this Seth MacFarlane cash cow sequel worth its stuffing? We'll find out today because our movie is... Ted 2. I'm going to go out on a limb, man. You often do, to begin with. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb. There's a whole rest of the tree yeah. here, Paul. You there, just like... And I'm, I'm aware there might be some thunder. Yep. Would you be my thunder buddy as I, I go out on this limb? I absolutely... I will. All right, there might be some thunder. I might get struck down for this. Yep. For what I'm about to say. All right, I'm out here, all right, on this limb. Ted 2, better than Ted 1. You did not go there, I went there. I'm out here on the limb. Come at me, Thunder. That's that's pretty powerful. Yeah. Talk. Yeah. What do you What do you think? What What say you, Mister McCormack? It's um, I I I I definitely enjoyed it. <laughs> I definitely enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Yeah. Like you know, not to say like I like Seth MacFarlane. I like what he does. Yeah. I think a lot of the time you can feel dirty for liking what he does. Like it, <laughs> yes, yes. Some people <laughs> have that feeling about Seth MacFarlane's work. Um, <laughs> he, he, he will he will violate you <laughs> in in all ways known to man. But yeah. then he'll give you a warm cuddle afterwards and maybe a song in your ear. Yeah. And and then he's left, and you're like, you're with a smile on your face, but you're like, how do I feel about what just happened? You know, and you recount <laughs> it all in your mind, and you need a shower. But I I definitely enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Yeah. Can we tell before we'll get into the spoiler free zone real quick? Yes. But before we do that, can we just talk about our experience immediately prior to the movie? Because I think it's worth. Sometimes as we go to these premieres, these preview screenings. The movie companies, the distributors, God bless them, they put on some promotional events Yes, that try and put us in good spirits, I guess, like, make it a fun experience so that yeah. we are happier going into the film and maybe we'll review it better, perhaps. And a lot perhaps. of the time, a lot of the time, we see right through it. It's transparent. <laughs> we're like, we're up to all your tricks, movie company. Yeah, yeah. This one, they threw us a curveball. <laughs> <laughs> they, um... They had about an hour pre-party. They couched it as being Ted and Tammy Lynn's Bucks party. And uh, the main event, <laughs> two women, mm-hmm. jelly wrestling. Yes. Uh, and I would say, look, the audience, I would say probably a 70-30 split men to women. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hazard, do you reckon it, that's fair? Do, do you know what? Um, I we were sitting in the cinema. Yeah, and this was after the jelly wrestling had happened, <laughs> and and I turned to you and I had an epiphany of sorts. Uh-huh. And I said, "You know what, Paul? All of those like because at the time, what I was really enjoying is all the senior critics with like the white hair that like you know <laughs> write about Helen Mirren movies and everything, and, <laughs> and they're being forced to watch two young, attractive women." Wrestle in jelly. <laughs> but I get into the cinema, I turn to you. They're the... not forced. I'm sure they were, oh, yeah. they were paid handsomely. I <laughs> hope so. I, well, yeah, they weren't forced to watch and they weren't forced to jelly wrestle. Uh, everything was oh, sorry, very... Oh, you were saying the reviewers were forced to, yeah. Everything fine. was very consensual. <laughs> 
Um, you can look <laughs> into it. There's paperwork and everything. <laughs> but I see it in the cinema and this like little spark, little guiding spark in me dies. And I turn to you, oh. Paul, with a tear running down one cheek. And I say, you know what, Paul? And this is the society we live in. If there are any ladies outside, if there are any dudes as well, but forget about the dudes, if there are any ladies out there that really felt completely <laughs> uncomfortable with that going on, t- you know, tough. Yeah. Like, there was no <laughs> recourse for them. Well, like, they could just stand back in the crowd and kind of be on the fringes and try and not watch. In fact, I ran into someone, yeah, that it was like, a lot of us were kind of like, how crazy is this? And then my friend of mine was just like, this is weird. I don't yeah. like it. And we were like, I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I yeah. see what you mean. Yeah, no, yeah, totally. yeah totally, totally. <laughs> it was, It was strange. But anyway, that happened. But as it turns out, and we were we were all standing around. What was funny is we were standing around being like, I wonder whose idea it was to have jelly wrestling before this. And I, being the, you know, self-righteous dick, I was like, oh, it's, it's probably because it's in the movie. It's probably what, that's why. <laughs> yeah, and, probably, yeah. and I stopped the conversation dead because everyone went, oh, yeah, that's probably right. It's not in the film. Jelly no, Wrestling no. is not in the film. And in fact, what I really like is that Ted 2 starts with uh, the marriage between yeah. Ted and Tammy Lynn. And so what, in effect, we did attend the Bucks party because it was immediately prior. Yeah. And as well as, like, you get a flashback to a Bucks party in the movie and it's nothing nearly as racy. That's as, true. Well, as the, well, 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 well okay, it's, now, it's I racy. Wanna, let's yeah, get into no, it because yeah. the thing okay. is, a lot of talking about Ted 2 involves the jokes that come along with it. And yeah. I do not want to be... I don't care about spoiling most things, but spoiling a joke to me as a comedian, as oh, a yeah. human being, that's abhorrent. Reprehensible. I will not do that. So please, but, don't but, keep but listening. Before before we go into spoiler territory, right. I will say the one thing about the jelly wrestling is that you see that and then anything that happens in the movie seems tame by comparison. <laughs> so I think yeah, that's they, true. They situated us perfectly by doing that. Yeah, it was kind of a, a would you call it a palate cleanser? Has <laughs> <laughs> jelly wrestling yes. ever been described like that? Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. just a, a bit of a lime jelly to yeah. cleanse the palate. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about the film in depth. All right, there's going to be spoilers, but the best way for there to be no spoilers is if you've seen the movie. All right, so go see because I really liked it. Yeah, I, I I understand there are sections of society, whole swathes, swaths, mm. if you will, because I don't know how to pronounce that word, that will not like this. But me, I give you the colour of a guarantee. Just <laughs> <laughs> a winky face with a ding and, and three thumbs up. It's it's kind of like as with a lot of things that Seth MacFarlane does. It feels like there are two tones that he's going for. Yeah. And they're kind of contradictory. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And and whereas someone else would spend, you know, months, years of their life pulling their hair out saying, how am I going to reconcile these two things? Seth is like, you know what? I'm just going to put it on the screen and let the people <laughs> figure it out for themselves. But point in fact, I think the perfect summation of the Seth MacFarlane Genius, the Seth MacFarlane germ, if you will, is uh, uh, Patrick Warburton yeah. and Michael Dawn dressed up in their <laughs> respective superhero outfits at Comic-Con and going around and picking on all these nerds, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> giving them wedgies and tripping them over. 
Because it's like, on the one hand, Seth MacFarlane seems like a big, giant nerd. Right, like, he, like he's he a huge loves, Trekkie and all that stuff, yeah. He, he loves all that stuff. <laughs> but also, there's like a kind of a mean humour about, like, <laughs> like it, you get a sense this is a guy that would trip his own fan yeah. and then say, oh, the floor's coming up pretty fast. Yeah. Floor comes up real quick. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but but at the same time, it's like a good-hearted kind of let's have a song and dance number about that. <laughs> like, I was really impressed by the song and dance number at the start. Oh, yeah. That was great. That was very impressive. Yeah. Because that's the thing, Seth. And it was very reminiscent of the Family Guy opening, which is, of course, reminiscent of old-timey musicals. And yes. It's not like, 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 I'm sure there will be people, people be like, oh, it's just like the Family Guy opening. And you're like, well, yeah, but it's yeah, 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 yeah. Because another of, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like when people are like, "Oh, that song's from that movie." And you're like, "No, that song is in that movie." Yes, <laughs> it's not from that movie. It's yes, two different. Uh, like the cup song from uh, Pitch Perfect. Mm. Oh yeah, well, like the Jurassic Park theme in Ted Two. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. 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 Well, the opening sequence. Uh, well, uh, yeah, it's. Well, I was thinking about. It, I was like, "Oh, this opening sequence is going for a long time," and I was like, "Oh, what did they did it do in the Ted?" The original Ted movie, the opening sequence was quite extended because that was the montage of kind of Mark Wahlberg growing up with Ted. And so because they didn't have that, like, they traversed many years with that storyline with the montage for the opening sequence. I was like, what are you going to do this time? Uh, So they kind of took a different tact, I guess, but still wanted the extended opening sequence. And I liked that it was, I guess it was the juxtaposition, which I kind of only got after that was like, it was a metaphor for Ted's joy in that moment. Oh, okay. Immediately, immediately juxtaposed with, like, in the wife theater. I love that Ted doesn't usually wear clothes. Yes. Yet when he's being, like, an abusive, like, boyfriend, he's wearing a wife theater and singlet. I quite uh, enjoyed that little uh, addition. I, yeah. And it's strange to me that, like, like Tammy Lynn throws a, a, a frying pan at Ted, yeah. and then he picks up a beer bottle, and you think, this is where I went, that bottle's going straight for Tammy Lynn. Yeah. But he smashes against the wall. I'm like, even when he's like a wife beating, like, you know, that's the what you call the singlet. Yeah. That's the conventional name for a singlet. Is that a problematic term? But even when he's in that mode. I think it's like a fedora. It's like apparel yeah. signifying yeah. stereotypical traits. Even when he's in that mode, he's still a gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will like, not smash this against yeah. you. <laughs> I'm, sm- I'm, I'm smashing it over here. Like a gentleman. <laughs> But, like, that scene happens, and I think that's very funny. Their marriage sure has deteriorated fast. Yeah. It's it's weird that it continues. Like, you say to yourself, well, that obviously they're going to go their separate ways. If not now, mm. surely by the end of the movie. Because Mark Wahlberg and Mila Kunis, they've gone their separate ways. Yeah, now, like, I didn't realize that Mila was not in this film. Yeah, it was I, James Bond syndrome. I went in totally thinking she was part of it again. But yeah. no, no, not there. She said, no, sorry, I can't make Ted 2 filming dates. That's I'm fun. filming <laughs> Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> it's going to be a big one, Seth. <laughs> Good luck with your little thing. Was she in Million Ways to Die in the West? Um, not that I can remember. Oh, no, that, okay. I think that was Amanda Seyfried as well. Oh, oh, interesting. No, okay. no, no. That was, um, oh, Amanda Seyfried was in it. Oh, Charlize right. Theron was the gotcha. romantic right, lead. Right, right. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, nobody could fault you for saying Amanda Seyfried yeah. was in was yeah, that, the that, one. There are one, one or two one people off. listening to that, and they heard the meaning of my voice, and they're like, he technically spoke right. 
I think that he's wrong in 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 uh, yeah yeah. I think that auditory response to you saying that was ah yeah yeah ah yeah. Yeah, right. So, Milikus, and what's funny is at the end of the Ted movie, it's like Ted comes back to life. Sorry, spoilers for Ted as well, but whatever. Like, uh, Ted comes back to life, and he's like, oh no, as he's dying, sorry, with on the oval, on the uh, baseball oval or whatever it was, field, whatever you call them. Um, he's like, are you losing me? But don't lose the most important part of your life, Milikunas. And then, like, two years later, it's like, oh no, she wasn't right. Well, I've read reviews of this movie this this morning, mm. basically saying there there should have been better ways. If you, if you're not going to have Mila Kunis in this, surely there are better ways to get rid of her than to say, "Oh yeah, it didn't work out." There's a divorce kind of thing. Yeah, because a lot of the journey from the first one is kind of right. smoke. That's the thing; it makes that whole emotional journey a little bit redundant. It's a little bit like let's start the Ghostbusters again. The mayor <laughs> outlawed us. At the after the end of the, and no one believes in ghosts anymore. But I reckon we can start it again, guys. <laughs> Just Sl- like that. slime this time. Uh, but also, I thought about because it's interesting that they went for a different dynamic. Because really, there's a part of like Ted is all about. It's kind of the stereotypical, and maybe they handle it more subtly. But it's like nagging girlfriend, boyfriend fucks up, boyfriend yeah. has to do right by the girlfriend because really he loves her, it, you know. But she's quite naggy. You know, and then that's, <laughs> like, that's the thing. Yeah. And it's like, even if she's probably in a pretty, she's like, she's put up with a lot of shit from Mark Wahlberg's character. Uh, it's still like, you're watching it, it's kind of painted from the male perspective. You're like, creep us in my balls, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in this movie, we have the first five minutes is Tammy Lynn. Well, they're both busting each other's balls. And then that's gone. Is There's no more of that. And I kind of like that they did a different dynamic. It was like when, when, because uh, you've got the fight scene and then you've got the other cashier saying to Ted, you got to make a baby or your marriage is going to end. Yeah. I, I'm no psychoanalyst, Paul. I feel like that's terrible. Like, <laughs> that's the worst time to have a, to make yes. a baby. Yeah. Like, if your entire relationship needs a baby <laughs> for you to keep having that relationship, you don't need that relationship. You can just have the baby. Also, given that it seemed like the root, or at least in that fight, their problems were financial troubles. Yes. Like, oh, a baby. Baby will cost, solve all yeah, our financial. Because it doesn't cost a heap of money to... Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so look, that's some problems. So, like, like the, more and more, like, you stacking, you're stacking up the reasons why it's so ridiculous to me that Ted's relationship, fine. Mark Wahlberg's, like, you don't even see the trouble that he had. And I feel like the <laughs> yeah. the, the first movie, the first Ted movie, um, you could more or less do anything and get away with it because mm. it had a really strong premise, Yeah, which is the magic of childhood and your teddy bear is alive and isn't that brilliant. <laughs> but when you get to a certain age and your teddy bear is still alive, it's like, what do you do? Like, that yeah. teddy bear... Yeah, it's he's your friend, and there's a strong friendship that you have, and there's an important relationship. But also, like, he's not doing the right thing by, like, maintaining that relationship with your childhood teddy bear is not allowing you to progress to adulthood. Yeah, yeah. And that was, yeah, that was definitely the arc of... I guess that's, yeah, that was the, the real arc of Ted. 
and, first one. And then you come to Ted 2, which I think in a lot of ways is a much stronger movie. And it feels like, you know, Seth and his Family Guy buddies, I, I think there were a couple of Family Guy writers in the credits. Mm. Shoot me in the face if I'm wrong. I, th- I think it's the same guys that wrote the first Ted, uh, also on the second one. That makes sense. Yeah. I'd get them back too. Mm. I'm not a big with maybe business With maybe man, one person different. It was, yeah. It was, yeah. But um, it feels like they're having a lot more fun of just like scenes. In the same way yeah. you cut away family guy wise. Right. These are just like throwaway little scenes. Vignettes. Little, little vignettes. Sketches. Little sketches. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the but the overall premise, like if you were to take the same premise from the first movie, it doesn't fit. No, like it is not about Mark Wahlberg anymore. It that's, is following. Yeah, that's the interesting thing. Yeah, it's, you're totally right. It's it's switched. Ted yeah. Ted it, Ted the journeys for Mark Wahlberg. Ted two the journeys for Ted. And I thought it might be even more interesting if you have to get rid of Mila Kunis. You know mm. that it's kind of like. Mark Wahlberg's life is not on the up and up, and he looks to his childhood teddy bear who, since, you know, in the the events of the first movie, yeah. this bear has had to take on his own individual kind of, you know, lifestyle. Like, he's got everything that Mark Wahlberg doesn't, basically. Yeah. He's got the the wife. That's pretty much it. That's Yeah, they don't say whether... Mark is doing the job still. Yeah. Like, was it a car dealership or whatever that he was going to be the manager of? Um, I'll, I'll believe that. It's been a while. I've seen bits Yeah, to I think it was a car dealership because that's, that's how he knows Patrick Warburton, the character. Oh, yep, yep. And uh, I forget the name, but the, <laughs> the, the manager there is now uh, Mike on Veep, uh, the redhead guy. I forget the uh, actor's name. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but, uh, yeah, they don't quite touch on it. But that's the whole thing is it's not about Mark's life anymore. There's, there, he still has a bit of an arc, obviously, with a bit of love times with uh, Amanda Seyfried. I love that it was interesting that there was that scene where they first meet uh, Amanda Seyfried and it's like, um, the, it's like, it's veering into like possibly a misogyny thing where they're like, they're trying to lean on, oh, you're so young, how could you be a good lawyer? But yeah. it's also like, uh, uh. Uh, and then as soon as she pulls out the weed, it's just like, boom, we're in. Which is like a great gag, but also like, shouldn't that make you less less trustworthy yeah. of her as a good lawyer? Uh, I don't know. But um, yeah, look, and that's the thing. Like, so, I mean, we could just like, there's no point like rehashing, but just Liam Neeson, like, again, like that was an example of one of those, like, didn't do anything with the movie, yes. with the story, but it's so funny. <laughs> Very so funny. funny. Like that's got to be that's probably in my top three moments from the film. And and that to me reminds me of a Family Guy joke. Like Peter Griffin could say, "Ah, oh, this is just like that time Liam Neeson right. bought Siri." You know, <laughs> yeah, it would totally be like that. But to see it on a movie with actual Liam Neeson yeah. there is like 17 times funnier. So much better. It's very very funny. God almighty. I can't, it, that makes because I haven't seen Moon Ways to Die in the West. It makes me want to watch that now. Yeah. And I don't know whether well, just that little power punch of Liam Neeson is as good spread over a whole movie, but well it's it, it's like <laughs> there's one thing in particular I'm remembering from A Million Ways to Die in the West, but it's how much of a serious character Liam Neeson plays. In the comedy of the Seth MacFarlane comedy, right? Um, because you know Seth MacFarlane knows you got to have a proper villain with proper stakes and all that. Mm. But as well, like the the kinds of things 
But you imagine Seth MacFarlane saying, we're going to need you to do this for us, Liam Neeson. <laughs> and either Liam Neeson, like, kicking up a... Like, you have to say, I guess, he was okay with it because it ended up on the screen. Like, <laughs> like there, there, there are things in this movie as well that I just imagine Seth MacFarlane giving a, a script to, a, like, you know, a high-profile kind of person and them reading it, like a Tom Brady kind of guy. Right. And, and then, like, I imagine if they're reading it just, like, glancing over it, they'd say, oh, hell no. But for them to actually sort of read through it and say, this is the exact thing that I've been waiting to be able to do on the cinema screen. <laughs> and just the police officers, like, that they have an actual <laughs> code. That was brilliant. That was very... Like, it was great, because it was, like, it, it was... What I was th- I probably put too much thought into that joke, because I was like, well... Is that specific call <laughs> just for Tom Brady? Just for Tom Brady, yeah. Or is it like break and enter? That's actually a break and enter, and because he knows the address of Tom Brady, like he knows Tom, and he's like, well, if it's a break in, I mean, I'm overanalyzing oh, okay. the joke. Oh, I know yeah, that. Yeah, I'm ruining yeah. the joke by thinking about it. Yeah, but I like either way it works because it's like it's like oh, if someone's trying to break into Tom Brady's house, it's to steal his sperm. <laughs> <laughs> like that's funny as well. Like, there's something... I felt this way about the first Ted movie as well, when Mark Wahlberg is, like... He first sees um, uh, Sam... Is it Sam Jones who plays Flash Gordon? I think so. Uh, And he first sees him at the party, and then he has this sort of fantasy sequence... Yeah. ...where, like, Flash is on the the hover bike or whatever it is. I think, yeah, he's just, like, he's all of a sudden in his, like, costume and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And Mark Wahlberg is, like, hugging him from behind... (laughs) And it's like, no one says the word, you know, homoerotic, but there's something like, it's it's not sexual at, at all, but it's a level of comfortability sexual-wise <laughs> that you would not expect from the kinds of people who are making the kinds of jokes that appear in these kinds of movies, you know I what I mean? Maybe that's what they're going for. Though. Yeah. Like, it's a joke. I don't know, it doesn't look, these these movies do ride this line of, like... You know, with all the McFarlane and stuff, it's like, kind of, you go, is that, are you allowed to, I guess, that's, is, are we making fun of yeah, gay people there? Or are we doing that? I don't. But uh, that's what I enjoy about the whole, I, I'm a straight man. I have no interest in men whatsoever. You know, this is the Mark Wahlberg character. And yeah. he's like, but I just want to be able to jerk Tom Brady <laughs> off. Like, that's my dream to do that. It's like, you want this. Yeah. You want this. <laughs> so great. Um. Uh, oh, we're talking about. So this is the thing. I think it's just interesting comparing the the story progression. The way I felt about the first Ted movie, it was like an hour of dicking around, and I kind of setting up like, okay, who's Ted? Who's what's this relationship? Yeah. And then they were like, oh, we need something to probably happen in this movie. Here's Giovanni Rabisi. This kind of just got tacked on the end. Okay, movie's over. <laughs> yeah. We, we saved Ted. It's over. This movie, I think, actually, story much stronger. And everything, like, apart from the little plot holes and, and kind of things we just talked about, about the finances and the fighting and the baby. After that, the set, that's the thing. The initial yeah. stuff was a bit shaky. After that, though, I feel like it, it was a very good in that they very sequentially, like, everything knocked on from itself and made sense. Well, yeah, that's true. It kind of did feel like two different movies, like uh, uh, 30 minutes of one movie and then the rest was a uh, another movie. Which was like the it takes a while to get to the hook, and the hook being that Ted is suddenly not a person in the eyes of the state. Mm. 
But I feel like, actually, that's in a way, I feel like if you watch a Simpsons or a Family Guy episode, a lot of them are like that in a way, in that the first act is just like all this crazy shit happens. And oh, it's not yeah. until like halfway through the show, it's like, oh, this is what it's about. It, it must come from somewhere because it is in so many of those shows. But it's like Old Simpsons. Old Simpsons was like from the start, like you had the hook and there was the story. Right. And then there was a certain point where the Simpsons started getting crazy like that, that it was like you had to watch for about 20 minutes <laughs> before the episode decided where it was going. Yeah, yeah. So this movie, but I liked that it was like, but you can very easily plot it out. It's like, Ted and Tammy Lynn having issues. They want a baby. Uh, and then it's all the steps. So it's like, okay, can't adopt. Can't, well, can't inseminate. Well, try to inseminate. Can't inseminate. Can't adopt. Uh, you know, civil right issues. Therefore, so Like, it all... You know what I mean? Like, it's all a very simple flowchart straight ahead. And I li- I just respect that it. they actually... It all makes it's, sense how it knocks off, knocks on from there. I feel like the start set you up expectations wise to be uh, asking the question: Is their relationship going to fall apart anyway, even because of this baby thing? Right. And like it, it kind of sells it later with that gag about they're both in bed, and Ted says, oh, "It's a shame we would have made such great parents." As he's smoking a joint, <laughs> and the whole scene was like, "Yeah, that's very funny, Ted." That that was weird how everyone, like, a joke would happen in the cinema. Instead of laughing, people would say, yeah, that's really funny, Ted. <laughs> no, that did not happen. <laughs> that did happen. That's a lie. There's only really, like, one joke that, like, really, like, big punchline kind of, like, pause for laugh and nothing. And it was the HPV joke. You notice that? The HPV yeah. U. Yeah. Which I guess partly because it took people maybe a while to process what HPV <laughs> is. I, it's letters, yeah, yeah, and then also because we do, in Australia we don't have the that common whatever yeah. letters U for university, yeah, as well. Like, hey, I was trying to work out HPVU. What does the U stand for again? Like, I I, <laughs> I forgot which part was the disease. Also, wait, does it even stand the... for university in the states? What does it stand for? Yeah, well, it must it must do. I I they call it college. Yeah. So confused. And Steve Tyler, interestingly, there's a Steve Tyler reference in there. <laughs> I don't actually know who Steve Tyler is. Is he a baseball he's, player? He's the lead singer of Aerosmith, but you right. were close. Okay. <laughs> do you know do you know Liv Tyler from the Lord of the Rings yeah. movies? Um she <laughs> not related. No, she's How actually related. Yeah, she oh, is okay. the daughter of Steve Tyler. Oh really? So for as stunning as she is. And 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 Steve Tyler, he had <laughs> he had his days quite yeah. a, right. a okay, unique Steve looking. Tyler, okay, I'll, I'll rescind my comment then. I felt like Steve Tyler. I thought that I thought he was an American sporting person, which is right. why I think I was like, oh, that reference won't wash. But it's just me, just me <laughs> for not realizing that that was the lead singer of. I think Aerosmith is like one of the most successful bands ever. Yeah, I think they've done all right. They've like they actually have like more CD sales than anyone else, something like that. Well, I um, so hi Steve Tyler, if you're listening. Wayne's um, World Two, Wayne's World Two, Aerosmith were pretty big in that, uh, and there, I know there are people who have seen Wayne's World One and not gone on to Number Two, mm. but Number Two, Wayne's World Wise, it's not like an Austin Powers where like you see Number One, you go, that's that's incredible. And then I know a lot of people went on to number two, Austin Powers wise. Yeah. And 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 Love Guru number one. Anyway, the point is <laughs> There's not er- a Love Guru two, is there? There there isn't, which is okay. a shame. <laughs> is is there? <laughs> I haven't seen it. I will be honest, I don't know. You know, Love Guru got a lot of 
poo-pooing. Yeah. If you were to watch that in the same esteem as you would watch a Ted 2, you know mm. what I mean? Like right. if, right. if you were to see some jelly wrestling and then go straight <laughs> into a Love Guru movie, you would be perfectly situated for the, the humor. What I know. Good. All right. So I, I, there, there was like, there were things going on in the Ted 2 movie structure wise that I was like, I'm not sure. I can, the writer in me is screaming like this really? is. What's, uh, what was an issue? Well, you? do it. Cause you've got that bit at the start and then you've got the hook later and that, that's a pretty interesting hook. And I feel like there were a lot of Star Trek people popping up in Ted 2. You've got Patrick mm. Stewart doing the narration. Mm. You've got uh, Michael Dorn dressed as himself at the <laughs> Comic-Con. Um, and, and you've got the... Now, I have only started Deep Space Nine, but it's the Bajoran lady who's, you know... And, and she doesn't have a Bajoran nose anymore in this. Like, she's an actual human being in Ted right. 2. And and she's got grey hair, but you get you, you look at her and you say you are from Star Trek. Don't try and tell me you're not. Um, <laughs> okay. But I like all like I bring all of this up, and, yeah. and I think um, uh, it was it was either you or it was someone last night was telling me. Well, Seth MacFarlane is a big Star yeah, Trek fan. Yeah, I think fan. he is. Um, I this is I'll admit this, and this is a bit embarrassing, but I occasionally do play the Family Guy uh, app game. Yeah. yeah. On iPhone. And there was a whole big Star Trek event for that. Yes. Um, uh, which suge- And also, I think he's done a lot of Star Trek stuff in Family Guy. So it would suggest to me that he is a big fan. And in the, in the brawl, we were talking about the, um, the Comic-Con brawl. And mm. I didn't realize that the, um, the two Star Trek uniformed people that were beating the crap out of each other, yeah. it was the Kirk versus Picard oh. that we've all been waiting to see. Very good. Um. But I, I bring up all this Star Trek stuff because the Ted journey feels to me a lot like a, an episode. And I've, I've just done The Next Generation once. Okay. Um, Eleven, which is a channel here. They were showing it and I was all like, all right, Eleven, show me what you got. Right. And they had Star Trek The Next Generation, so that's what they showed me. And, uh, and the episode... <laughs> Good. The episode, and it's pretty like I, it comes up every now and then. Measure of a man, and it's about data or data. <laughs> I, no one ever calls him data. I think actually in the in one of the episodes, someone tries to call him data, and he's like, "That's not my name. My name is Data." <laughs> um, and and <laughs> he is an, he is, if you've never seen the show, he's an android. All right. All right. And he is a member of Starfleet, which is, you know, the Navy. Okay. But in the future. Space future. Space. Future space Navy. And he has risen through the ranks. Right. Like, he's this an is, actual... This is a better payoff. Holy shit. <laughs> you know, it's going to... You just wait. <laughs> what are you on notice at this point? <laughs> you just wait and see. <laughs> I think it's interesting that Brett Spider, <laughs> who plays Data, is not in... This movie, when it's so centrally about like a Brent Spiner story, but uh, he's an, he's his own individual. He makes his own choices. He's graduating through the ranks of Starfleet, and basically, someone gets the idea in their head: "Hey, you're not actually a person. You're an android. We can take you apart because you're a prototype, uh. and we can make more of you, and we can fill the Starfleet uh. ranks with people who are like you." and 
Data himself is like, I don't want you to do that. And Picard, who's the captain, is like, I don't want you to do that either. I like Data. I think he's pretty cool. And so it becomes this whole trial. And in the course of the trial, Data has to prove that he is a person with the the whole added irony that he is not technically a person. He's an android. Wow, that's exactly this movie. Exactly. Now, was that a good payoff? Yeah, all right. right. <laughs> yeah, all right. You're forgiven. No, so, I, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah I'll give yeah, you yeah. your credit. Wow, that's you should write an article about this. I feel maybe I will. Before someone else is going to do it, go quick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Okay, I will. I will submit it Yeah. to a prestigious... But I, like a cracked or something. I don't know. It's interesting that it comes out now. I don't know what the climate is in America, mm. but in Australia... It's warm. It's summer at the moment. In it, well, it's freezing cold in Australia. In Abbott's Australia, it is ice cold. Uh, and that's just in people's hearts, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Abbott is a dick. Um, <laughs> but this is like, there's a message in this movie. I wonder if people are going to get that. Like, you know what I mean? It's such a disposable comedy in a lot of mm. ways. But I wonder if anyone is going to watch this movie and say, hey, yeah, compassion. Man, you know it's interesting because they do couch it around the civil rights uh, thing, and there's mm. a, there's nice uh, closing statements or opening statements by Amanda Seyfried and closing statements by Morgan Freeman. Can I just say Morgan Freeman so great in this? <laughs> and yeah. I get and one of those things where you're just like, uh, Morgan, we want uh, amount characters to tell you to get fucked or yeah. to fuck yourself <laughs> in this movie. You okay with that? I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> Oh, we got to work on them. Do, uh, does Seth MacFarlane give them the scripts, or do they turn up on the day and Seth MacFarlane says, "Oh, and uh, one more thing, Morgan <laughs> Freeman, <laughs> you don't have to do anything." <laughs> oh dear, yeah, but uh, they do do that whole thing, and it's it's all very nice, and they don't lean on it too hard for like emotional points in this movie. But there's a there is a nice thing about like, yeah, let's be on the right side of yeah, and I it's kind of a part of me is like, well, I guess we're uh, like. Black civil rights are moving forward, but they're not there yet. Uh, LGBTIQ civil rights still moving forward. And so I guess there is part of the thing of going... It was nice that they didn't... Yeah, they didn't make fun of that. They went, yeah. you know, well, like this shit... I like that whole thing about, in retrospect, you got to show to have been wrong. you got to be behind. I mean, they had their cake and they ate it too. Because mm. at the start, you've got the actual wedding and Patrick Stewart doing the voiceover saying... Uh, a married a marriage ceremony between a woman and a teddy bear, which proves that America just does not care about anything. <laughs> but then, like, half an hour later, suddenly America does care, and it's like, yeah. no, this is wrong. And um, I-, I like that they didn't make a big thing about it, but they brought it in where Ted just suddenly gets irrationally angry and starts speaking into the microphone, and he says, me and the gays. <laughs> both both of us together, we both need rights. Yeah. So it's kind of like a wink and a nod to, we're talking about a teddy bear, but we're not actually talking about yeah, a teddy bear. Yeah. I gotta say, this is a minor thing that irked me, is that when he first found out he wasn't legally a person, and it took them like five minutes to get to the marriage thing, and yeah. it was like, it was sold as like a big, oh my god, oh yeah, also your marriage is null. And I was like, that was the first thing I kind of thought of as an audience yeah, member. Being like, yeah. well, he's not a person, therefore he can't be. And they, they went through everything until like five minutes later. It was like, oh, by the marriage of the marriage. Oh, my God. I was like, yeah, that was pretty obvious, wasn't it? Like, you showed us that at the start. Yeah. That's, I don't know. That was just a little bit frustrating. Uh, 
I laughed for like a minute straight at the Jurassic Park joke <laughs> and apparently uh, annoyed some people around me. <laughs> I, was, I didn't realize I was being so vocal in no. my enjoyment of that bit. No, it was fantastic. Yeah, the number of people afterwards who said, you enjoyed that, didn't you, Paul? <laughs> well, because it was, it was nice because they just had the little strains of the start of the theme and I was uh, having consumed a lot of Jurassic Park recently. I was yeah. very familiar with it. And then it was like, but that whole build up to the the big crescendo of the of the theme was like still a while away and I was still yeah. enjoying the joke. And then they, they went and did the whole... It was good. I was talking to you after. I was, I'm curious, and it's just a little technical point, but I was like, I wonder if they lifted that. Like, they actually just took the CD for Jurassic Park. And they're like, all right, rip that. Put that on the movie. <laughs> or whether they actually reorchestrated it for the movie. Yeah, I would imagine they would probably just lift it. I mean, if they didn't have to reorchestrate it, why on earth would they? Mm. Like, Hollywood, I don't think, is a place that likes spending money. Yeah, and I was curious about it. I was like, oh, can you just use another... F-? And I guess, yeah, if it's commercially released, they can just use it just like any other yeah. piece, can't they? Um, well, it's like if they put a pop song in there, they wouldn't re-record the pop song. Right, exactly. <laughs> they wouldn't track down the original artist. Yeah. And Now, was it you that was saying uh, there's a few like loose ends that they kind yeah. of didn't follow? There was some... like One... You reminded me of it then, talking about the Jurassic Park yeah. scene. Was um I was almost certain the next morning was going to come. They'd still be in that barn area, yeah. and we were going to meet for better or worse, whoever that property belonged to. Right. And it was kind of an interesting omission that we just never did. Yeah, you got to imagine that's maybe got to be a DVD extra. Yeah. Like, do you reckon they filmed that? Because they hinted there was like there was a gun, there was a guitar, there was yeah. like a big. Weed farm, which you assume was legal, like it's... I don't know whether they... Were they in Washington State? Oh, no, Washington... Oh, they, right. I, I assume the implication was they were in a place where it was legal to grow that much right, weed. Right, um, Although, who is growing fields of weed that close to a road, entirely unsecured? Yeah, well, it, it was secure, Paul. They left their gun behind in, in, the, <laughs> in the shed. So, yeah. perfectly secure. But, like, I kind of, you have that property, which is, like, this is everything that you've ever wanted or dreamed of, you know, you three characters. Yeah. And then you never meet whose property it is, and you don't understand why it exists or... Which makes me wonder, how they didn't do enough. I was like, oh, maybe it could be a thread for the third movie. Yeah. Which I feel like they will make a third movie off the... What I'm going to say the strength of this movie, and assuming it does well at the box office, but uh, it doesn't really give enough... It's probably not enough to go on for a third. Like, if they'd, like, driven through the field and, like, set it alight accidentally, yeah. <laughs> then it could be, like, the third movie. It's, like, this this marijuana baron <laughs> is on their, is on their tail. But, uh, but I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, that is a strange. I like that, like, they, they did. Amanda Seyfried has a lovely singing voice. I'm assuming that was actually her singing. Uh, yeah, for yeah. That, that musical number, <laughs> I like the joke of the. It was kind of nice at first, and <laughs> they just just every animal just turning up. Yeah, yeah, uh, which is fairly lovely. Um, I uh, yeah. I I thought it was it, like, and again, this is the Seth MacFarlane comedy where it's like uh, part of it is you just laugh at the shock of it, and part of it is like la- laughing at imagining Seth saying to an actor, "Oh, we're just going to do this." Mm. And that the actor is just going to be cool with it. And in terms of 
Amanda Seyfried being likened to Gollum oh, every man. other minute. That's the thing. I was surprised when they made a second reference to it because I was like, you've done it. Because they did the, no, your eyes are, my God. The audience lost their shit to that joke. <laughs> and everyone else got it half a second before me, I will admit. I went, uh, everyone was already losing it. I went, oh, shit, I just saw what they did. <laughs> um, and I was like, that's pretty good. And then they went back to it with the Gollum thing. <laughs> and it was like, oh, why are you making a second joke about it? it seemed a bit. And then I was like, all right, I guess it's it's... They, the reason was because they then had the payoff of her actually looking into the eyes of Gollum. Yeah, which was like, all right, yeah, you're allowed to have done this this rule of threes. Oh, Jay Leno, <laughs> that went to yes, <laughs> yes, perfect oh, example. Oh my god, because it was that thing of like, oh, okay, you're paying out on Leno. All right, yeah. like you had about ten seconds or no less, like three seconds of just already being like, oh, yeah, okay, we get it. Leno's, you know, Leno's gay, funny joke, whatever. Yeah. And then he's there. <laughs> uh, it's like, well, I guess he's not doing that much, so he's and available. That, uh, that makes me like Leno more, which yeah. is a sentence that I haven't said in a very long time. I Possibly think, that's the first time I've ever said it in my life. I think Leno is a Leno's a strange person in that I don't love his comedy. I think yeah. that I'm I'm just a generation beyond. I respect what he's done, but I'm like, it's not for me. I went to a screening of... You know, I actually went to a taping of his show before it ended. Yeah. And uh, I was actually by myself, so they ended up putting me like right at the front because they had just a couple seats at the front, even though I came in quite late. Uh, and so I got seated, seated at the front, and they said, front two rows, at the start, Jay will come out. If you'd like to go up and shake his hand or give him a high five, you can all... Cra-. And so any any episode you watch, that's what happens. Yeah. They're like the first you know, minute of the show. It's him and his... Do- so I'm like, well... Not going to be here again. He's going off air in, in six months. Let's get out there. Go up to him. Hand up. Completely snubs me. Oh, no. So I could have I could have touched Jay, and he didn't. Oh, I think he... I think he was looking at all the old people in the list. He went, yep, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Old's retired. Old, retired. Young person. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> he just record. But I think, like, uh, he seems like, I mean, apart from there's the whole late night wars thing. But it's like, I think he's a cool guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, uh... I, I definitely feel like if there were, and I'm talking specifically 1991, 92, 93. Yeah. If there are enough slots for everyone, Jay Leno would not be, you know, characterized yeah. as a stereotypical mustache twirling villain. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, that's kind of a pity. Early 90s and then again with Conan. The one thing I was looking forward to, and I'm kind of glad that they didn't do it and the movie st- stood in its own two feet. Yeah. Uh, was when they were in the courtroom and they were talking about Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, and oh, then yeah. you know they interrupt. And I was thinking to myself, you know what? There was a cameo in A Million Ways to Die in the West from like a popular 80s slash 90s franchise. Oh. I'm not giving anything away, but we all know who it was, except for Paul. <laughs> <laughs> it's not... Out oh, like Michael Keaton has just done Birdman. Yeah, it would have been. It's not out of. I wonder whether they wrote it in and just couldn't get him. Yeah, very potentially. Yeah, that's a pity. Uh, but it was also <laughs> yeah. like as they did it. I think every, it was a weird one because I feel like a lot of people were like, "Oh, they're gonna have him." Yeah. Like this, this movie had set you up to think that that was gonna happen, then they didn't. But it doesn't make it better by it not happening. Yeah, <laughs> although you, I can't imagine what they would have like. He would have come into the courtroom, 
What would he have done? There's nothing to well, do. Well, that's there. the thing. He just would have walked in and be like, it would have been funny if he just walked in and be like, uh, is this the courtroom for this? Nope. Oh, sorry. And then like left. <laughs> yeah, that, I think maybe you something- say you should be writing for Ted 3. <laughs> that's very funny. I think that would have been... <laughs> And I, it would just be like, Ted and Mark Wahlberg just be like, is that my okay? And it's moving on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, also, the cat. <laughs> so, uh, in terms of the family guy-ish sight gag kind of cut to thing, the cocaine guy at the wedding <laughs> the reception, <laughs> that was a very yeah, strong. I, I felt like a lot of these sight gags that you see pop up in like family guys are really strong in this movie. Yeah. They really were strong. like, they there were was, up but, to there 11. There were much more of them, I think. Yeah. Uh, which... Like, there's always the argument, like, oh, Family Guy is not as strong writing because it doesn't rely on... It doesn't do enough narrative comedy. That's an argument made by certain writers and fans of the show and fans of Simpsons and stuff. But Ted 2 is stronger for having more of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah I don't think there are any cut-tos in, in the first one or flashbacks. Like, it feels very selfish. And, and in, a, in a good way and in a bad way. But especially in a good way. Like, I don't think other people have managed to make selfish comedy in the same Seth MacFarlane way, mm. which is that he just does jokes that he finds very funny. <laughs> and that's like, he, he, he drops it down like a mic. He drops the mic and then he walks away from it. He's oh. like, this is what I find funny. Drop. <laughs> and like then the, walk away. Uh, like the Black Sheep and Kardashian joke. Which, oh, that, we were, we were trading after the screening. Like, what was the joke you felt was, you know, the most intense joke? Which, for me, that was the, the sickle cell it was, anemia. It was great, because it was almost like they wrote the setup just for that joke. Yeah. But also, actually, the, it was the opposite. It actually worked in the narrative, as opposed to having to be like a how, kind of a Flash 2 thing. I mean, I know how it worked in the narrative, but um, remind our listener. How, how did it work in the narrative? I can't remember. Well, because, I mean, it's not essential, but when he knocks over all the semen. Oh, yeah, yeah. I uh, like just I uh, I uh, uh, just the sickle cell thing, and that it's you know it's such a leap to go there to the line that Ted delivers rejected black semen, which <laughs> yeah, oh so powerful. But then you have seen two women wrestle in jelly, and you so you're fine. I, it's a pity that everyone else that's gone to see this film <laughs> doesn't have the jelly experience. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's unfortunate. I'm so sorry for that. Well, that's our movie autopsy for Ted 2. We'll leave you with the image of uh, black man semen and uh, women <laughs> wrestling jelly. And jelly. Wrestling. Uh, you can find us at Movie Autopsy on Twitter. We're also on Facebook. Search for Movie Autopsy. Uh, if you're wondering how to listen to this show, you just, it's just in your ears and you're like, how am I doing this? How? How? Oh, tell us, Paul. iTunes is good. Oh, Subscribe the... on iTunes. Oh, that's even better than what your I was doing. Your podcast app of choice. Yep. Search for Movie Autopsy. We'll be there. Oh, there we are. You can also go to audioboom.com. Wow, all these options. I'm going to listen. If there's a way to rate or review or comment, do that. Yeah. I'll let you guys know what I think of you. <laughs> and next week, Anthony. Oh, I'm so excited. I like, a lot of people are like, yeah, as if this is going to be good. We don't know yet. We we're don't gonna, know. We're going to see it in a couple of days. Yep. Terminator Genesis. We have done more episodes about Terminator Genesis on Movie Autopsy because of our trailer talk. Than any other movie. I <laughs> uh, say so it's either going to pay off incredibly or even more incredibly. Yeah. If it's a bad movie. I am excited. Oh, me too. <laughs> we'll see you next time. See you then. <laughs> <laughs>